Stop taking all the power out of the small steps that lead to your goals. The small steps and the pride we take in them is everything. That's where your power comes from. Don't try to do less steps towards where you want to be because you think it's more efficient. It's less efficient because it means less to you. And everything in this life is about what it means to you. So when I was in the penitentiary, when I was in the penitentiary, I couldn't just go to this beautiful gym and train. And half the people out here whine about that. I couldn't just go to a beautiful gym and train. I had to make weights. I had to make weights out of magazine stacks, broom handles, and everything like that. I would do weighted push-ups with people, pull-ups for the main body parts, chest and back, and everything else was body weight or homemade weights with water bags or stacks of magazines. This, these were the steps that had to take place. We had to comprehend at a high level how to do bodybuilding exercises in gym and recreate them on the fly with the equipment we had. So the steps I went through, I had these stacks of magazines that I would guard with my life. Like some cops would trip that I had fucking 50 pounds of magazines under my bed and some would respect that I wanted to work out that bad. But this was contraband. You can't have that many magazines. You're allowed like 15 or something. Here I am with 500 and I have them stacked everywhere. I had more attachment to these magazines than the letters from people on the street than anything these magazines were gonna create what i needed to actually take care of my loved ones on the street to show them their worth by creating the man that i admire so i could pass it on so i could get out and get my mom to want to work out and track her macros get my wife to want to work out and track her macros don't you try to get people to do shit that ain't working for you because you're not putting the effort if you really care about your people, if you love your son, if you love your wife, if you love your parents, you personify the teaching to a T. Get ripped for them to make them healthy. Don't just point the finger. Who the fuck is that? That's just criticism. If you just criticize, you're an asshole. Constructive criticism supplies the solution. And yeah, I talk a certain way. Yeah, I do. And I'm not going to stop because I'll supply you the solution. If you want the solution to anything I speak of, I got it really easily, easy, and I'll break it down. Super simple. So simple, you'll wonder why. You'll start second guessing. I always have to tell people not to overthink how I break down nutrition and training in my coaching program. It's that simple. Everyone wants to overthink it. Don't overthink. Just get into action. But the fact is, is the fucking steps it took to be able to build these weights, keep them from the cops, get, not get them taken behind every search, get the bar, get the broom handle before the other races got them. Because once people saw the broom handle was working to make a dope curl bar, a forearm wrist curl and other things like that, they would always try to get them. It sucks when you put people on game and they don't have enough respect to stay out your way. Don't do that. If someone puts you on game, always let them go first. Always let them have their spot. Never steal the next motherfucker's spot if they're consistent. Don't be that motherfucker. I always put people on game, and then here they were in my way. Like, what? I got here first. Motherfucker, I taught you. You fucking asshole. Don't be that guy. Always operate out of a space of loyalty and respect for those who put you on. Above yourself. I always would give it to the next man if he outdid me. But the fact is, I'll be there first. And if you are there first, much respect. I'm only proud of you. I can move on to the next thing away. I'm just sitting there proud of you. So the point is, is the macros. How do we track the macros? I had four of my buddies. Pup from Satanic Skins. I had a whiskey 
from SGV, I had Wagner from Lancaster, and I had books from Hammett. And they would grab proteins for me from the chow hall. I would give them other foods. We would make trades. So they would trade this carb or this dessert for this protein, this and that. And, and then I would buy shit off them for stuff they needed. If they needed fucking hygiene, if they needed soaps, they needed toothpaste, toothbrush, stuff like that. Everything like that. Hygiene is, is paramount. You need your hygiene first. Can't be a dirtbag in the pan. You get your ass whipped, especially if you're a white boy. So make sure they have their hygiene and they pay me with state food. Most people devalue state food in the pen. Most people will be like, fuck that. I don't want that state food. State food's bullshit. But I saw the value in it because I ended up buying books with macros in them. The guideline of macros to anything. Thick ass books that would have every fucking food, every fucking ounce, every this. And most trays that they give you in the penitentiary will be four ounces of meat. So I would have to get two trays to make eight ounces, which would be 50 grams of protein. And then I would have my, make sure I had my five to seven meals a day. And then I would track everything. We, we don't believe in guesswork. If you're guessing in any area of your life where you could add more detail and understand at, greater, at a greater ability, comprehend. Don't just fucking slack where you know you're slacking. That causes slacking across the board. So what I'm trying to explain to you is that you only need one step. You just got to go to the store and track your food. I had to do five steps to get my food tracked and in me, I had to be fucking 10 steps ahead working with five different people to go get this just to get the meals that you have to go buy. So it means more. Everything in this life is what it means to you. Make sure you take everything to the deeper level. It's not just, hey, uh, I'm, I'm training and dieting. All the steps are what create the strength and the power and the pride within Everybody's so superficial out here and they wonder why their motivation is lacking. Leave a fucking legacy of who you want to be. Don't be known as that motherfucker who starts and quits. That bitch ass behavior. Quitting is a straight habit. If you quit today on this, on what you want, you're going to quit on the next thing. You just make that shit a habit. I'm so sick with it that honestly, I've attached all my goals and all my gains to you guys. I can't let you down. I will not miss one of these videos because I said it. I will not miss my wake up time because I said it. I will not miss putting out motivation because if one motherfucker needs it and it can change one motherfucker's day, it's worth it. It changes my day. This keeps me extremely accountable. So even in the pen, I kept people extremely accountable. When I went to sleep a few times, one of my bunkies from SAC, Big Rob, he would cheat. I got him ripped, but he would just be so hungry because he was just one of them fat boys who would just eat whatever the fuck and think he could work out and not have the physique he wanted. So I showed him how to diet. We would diet all perfect all week, six days a week, and then we would eat a big meal at the end of the week. We would deplete a lot, save our desserts, and make a big old pie out of our desserts late in the week. We'd make a big rice bowl, we'd have a soda, and it would be his reward. But I'd make sure I depleted him enough throughout the week to where that cheat meal wasn't massively detrimental. I don't advise cheat meals till you're at a certain level, till you're pretty close to your goals. Don't start cheating. Literally, take more pride in your ability not to cheat. Create the fucking strength within. Everything's about creating the strength and discipline within by going without, by taking away. So Rob would, at nighttime, he would sometimes sneak a, a cookie or a soup or something or go borrow a soup off little man down the way, the little South Side homie, and then people, everyone would come up to him and be like, hey, uh, was Rob eating some stuff last night after you went to bed? And then here I am, what? 
And I go over to him. This is how bad I wanted him to get his goals. He was paroling. He really wanted this goal. I knew that I had to hold him to it because he wouldn't hold himself to it. And he would come up. He'd be like, oh, man. Like He'd be scared because he, he didn't want to cheat. He didn't want to let me down because I wouldn't let him down. I wouldn't break the plan. So this is the point. Don't you fucking set plans for people that you're breaking. I notice my frequency and my vibration and my energy drop to you guys and on social media. I notice it and I can feel it whenever I go outside of my plan. If I go outside of my plan, if I go outside of the intensity I know I could push my workouts at, if I go outside of my eating plan, even my fucking daily regimen, if I go outside of this, my sleeping fucking wake up time, if I go outside of this willingly, I know all you guys can feel it. Operate like that. Operate like there's a fucking hidden camera on you called the universe that fucking recognizes all energy being put out. And if you're authentic, the energy will fucking just reward you tenfold. The universe rewards authenticity. And authenticity is your fucking word. I'm not even going to call certain names out, but... Certain peas was with it, and certain peas didn't like other peas. All that old dumbass shit. But what I wanted to do, I was gonna set up an auxiliary, and younger pimps was gonna be able to uh, pay for consultation from older pimps. So not only are the young pimps getting game from older seasoned veteran authentic pimping. But I'm keeping the older pimping paid. I'm keeping the older pimping, you know what I mean, in position to knock a bitch. I'm keeping the older pimping bills paid. You know what I mean? I just wanted to be a blessing to the game. You know what I mean? So it would have been just a delight for even the squares that don't even desire to be in the lifestyle to talk to different older men with wisdom. You know what I mean? You could just go to a site, be like, ooh, who I want consultation from. Come on, man. You know, and it ain't no disrespect. But O'Shea will tell you. I love O'Shea. And, and you know, y'all know if it wasn't for O'Shea, I wouldn't even have my website. O'Shea was the one that told me, bro, you need to get a website. It was O'Shea that even told me to uh, turn on the little switch so y'all can even start giving a super chat. If it wasn't for O'Shea, Duke Jackson, would well, none of that shit be going on. It's because of him. Just go suck your nigga dick, because I'm not sucking your dick. You know how embarrassed I would be if I'm in a section with my nigga, he like, oh, uh, Lex, you and, you and Dre need to put on in this bottle. Nah, bro. Do y'all know how weak that looks and sounds? If you don't want to be there and turn up and have a good time, just stay the fuck home. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because half the time I go out, I go out because I'm invited out. They be like, hey, yo, Lex, I got a section. You and your girls come through because my niggas, is, my niggas are in town. They just want to party with some beautiful women. Mm-hmm. What's the big fucking deal? I mean, because that's what real men like to do. I feel like you want to party and be in a section with beautiful women and have a good time. I think it's weird when niggas just want to be 
we say niggas all the time. Like, I mean, I don't. I mean, that's cool. But if you want to, no, if you want to chill with your niggas, that's cool. But it's a difference between chilling with all your the time over bitches. No, no, no. It's a difference whenever you chilling with your niggas and then you sitting up there posting on Instagram complaining about bitches all day. That's weird. Now, if you with your niggas making money, or y'all just having a good time, having some guys time, cause. I know niggas that travel with they niggas. Like, they be all over the country. Like, they travel with them. You know what I'm saying? Like, they just go out of town, go on vacation, shit like that. Whatever. That's cool. But to be complaining no, about man. women and what women, what's not cool? It ain't. I just feel like as a nigga, like, why the fuck you want to be around your nigga all the time? Like, why you want to be with that nigga all the not time? Not all the time. Over be- but I'm talking about the niggas that do want to be around. Like he can do something. Have you ever been in a situation like that where security step up to you like they can do something and you just knowing within your heart and your mind that you can sit up there and, and go inside this nigga head and see what's in it? You just know that you can just beat the shit out of this nigga. That you can just play with this nigga. And he just step up to you. This nigga like 5'7 with shoes on. He got the height of a bitch. And he got, come up to me, you understand me, like he should in the 90s and shit. Knowing that I could just physically dismantle this little nigga. So, he like, you heard what she said. It's time to go. What? You heard what she said. It's time to go. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, I, I said up there, I said, man... So I hear freeze. I said, man, they hated on this pimp is so cold, bro. Bro, they hated on this pimp is so cold, man. Man, I had the bitch, man. Square bitch, man. She laughing and shit, man. Smiling from ear to ear, man. I'm trying to sit up there, get this bitch back to the room, man, so I can sit up there and campaign and have this bitch, man. The devil always coming against this pimping, man. Yeah, man. Oh, snag a tooth, ashy ass bitch gonna sit up there, man, kick me out the girl hound, man. Nigga trying to sit up there and come up, man. Devil always coming against this pimping, man. What? Like you people say, oh man, everybody's doing fitness or bodybuilding or doing this, but you've been able to come out and, and, and kind of carve your niche. Um, you know, I, I appeal to different type of people. The people who are more into the overcoming, the people who are more into the fucking, the growth aspect, and the, and the fact that, um, you know, my discipline shows because on my Instagram, Watson Fit, I actually show every day that I'm up at 4 a.m. at the gym. I film it. And then I show all my meals. I show, I show my, my dedication at a different level. Not even the fact that I'm eating these meals and doing these workouts, but I take the time to post them for you. Mm-hmm. A lot of people won't do that. And that's the difference is I'm not really just doing it for me. And that shows. I'm doing it just like I was in the pen for the people around me, to strengthen mm-hmm. the people around me. And the bonds that I create that way are fucking awesome. The Insta community is awesome. Mm-hmm. Like... A lot of people talk shit on social media. I'm like, well, you better watch what you're putting out there because you're drawing in what you're putting out there. That's right. And I was always, I truly want the people to do better. And so, and they, they can feel it. It's just, um, it's just the vibe you're putting out and your true intentions at heart. My true intentions are to show you don't fucking get caught up in the bullshit. Don't live that 10 years of just torture like I did and go straight to the top. Pick your passion and don't take no for an answer. So for a youngster out there watching this interview, 
and you know they think they're about that life on the street and they you ain't you about know, that life <laughs> you know what advice would you give them 50 cent turned around and said here give it to the homeless soldier boy shout out to soldier boy even though he went in endorsed some other shit but still shout out to um soldier boy where he took his bandana off his fucking head and said i'm not even down with this no yeah, shout out to Soldier Boy. Let me tell you, shout out to Soldier Boy. So if you watch my PowerPoint presentation, you know what I When you watch my PowerPoint presentation, you should not boycott, or pardon me, you should not go after Gucci in a boycott. And ignorant people, before they listen to what I got to say, oh, you see, he's defending them. I say you shouldn't go after them because they're a subsidiary. They're not a parent company. They are a subsidiary company. There's about 14 companies under the parent company, meaning there's other companies that you should also be going after. So go after the parent company so you can boycott their offspring indirectly. If you boycott Gucci, you leave all the other sibling companies out of it. If you boycott Gucci, you're leaving all the other companies off the hook. So who is Gucci under? Gucci's under Caring. So there's about 12 companies that's under Caring. And so when we say shout out to Soldier Boy, Soldier Boy goes on to tell you some brands that he's going to start, shop, start shopping with. Because he don't fuck with Gucci no more. But some of the brands he's... So it's personal, and, and I'm not, and, I, and I'm going to finish it. The same attempt that he attempt, he did to me, I'm going to show you how you finish it the right way, Jay. You fucked with the right one, and now I'm gonna finish you. Uh, please keep it, keep it, keep it legal. Let's try it's not, not legal. to. I'm, this isn't even going to be about violence. There's going to be so much attention to the crook. There's going to be so much attention to the crook. That's what you, you don't have, like, this is one of the things I tell people. It's not about physical uh, violence anymore. You bring attention to what's actually happening. We got, we got, we're in a space now where people can look up on you and see, oh, nah, man, you the dude that done stole $14 million from all these people. If that's what, if that, if that's what they say at the end, if, if it was stolen. You're going to be the one that's going to have the dirty name for having bad business practices. You're going to be the one that, have, that will be looked at as not having a lack of morality. Like that's what, that's what the ultimate goal is for all the people to come up that have been victimized, all the, all the people that's been lied to, misled, thinking that they were going to get certain things that is going to come out now that he's going to have to be face front and center and face it. He can't, he can't block their comments. You can't block them from IG. When, when, when we're in front of the building, you can't block the comment. You can't hide anymore. There's no more hiding behind the comments, man. There's no more blocking profiles anymore where you can't see it. You, you're going to have to face the people now. That building, that building, it's going to be, it's going to be news crews there that's going to watch as people tell their stories about the money that they invested and why they've been there. I'm Gerald. Nice to meet you. You got a boyfriend I'm new to Houston. They got boyfriends? I'm new to Houston. Maybe you can like show me around or something. Maybe. Maybe. 
hundred glasses. It's not bad. Alexis, all right, nice meeting you. Gerald, Gerald, rose gold seats on a fucking helicopter. Double C, no Chanel, cause you bad, bad, bad. I can eat you like a body cause you bad, bad. I just want, I just want to make you smile. Do you think you show me around? Give me a number. Show me around or something. You said what? Two five three. Hey, uh, I got stopped by a lady cop. She had me thinking like a data cop. So I was wondering if I can get your phone number and take you out sometime. I know you're a police officer. I want to get your phone number. I can't get it. Mm -hmm. I'm, on, I'm on the phone. You on the phone? I'm on the phone with, so my man. Get, with your man. Oh damn. Well, he got a winner. He got. A, I'm gonna call 911. Tell him to choose on the phone with your man if you don't give me your phone number. You gonna do what? I'm gonna call 911. Tell me on the phone with your man if you don't give me your phone number. And I'm grown, and they gonna be like, okay, she's allowed. To I do can't that. get the phone number because you got no. a boyfriend. I don't do all that. You don't want no side dude. No, I don't do all that side. Arrest dude. me. Complication. Arrest me. Take you back to your house. Uh, no. <laughs> hey, excuse me. I see beauty in your eyes. You, you in my company? No, I forgot to send you. I see beauty in your eyes. You, you in my company? Eyes. I'm not the mother guy. Tell us what made the story. Why? Why would they accuse you? Because, you know, the articles are here. Why would they accuse you of being a blood? Why would they accuse you out of all people saying, "Well, Emmanuel Bailey is a blood"? How did that come into fruition? What happened? I, I don't know how that happened. So I don't you, know why would they say that. I never wore no colors. I have no tattoos of a dog on me or anything else. Sure. I have none of that stuff. And everybody know that I was straightforward all the time. I made every roll call. I mean, none of my staff members never make no allegations against me. But why he did it, I have no idea. Maybe because I had their respect. But I had the Latin Kings respect, too. I had everybody respect because I never crossed none of them. I never called them out of name. You know what I'm saying? And I, and, and I tell you clearly, I didn't put nobody in peril. I mean, I said believe it and I still believe it. We told everybody. We have no houses that's just blood. Mm. You know, if you think you got a blood, you better let us know because we're going to flip it. And we had a list in every house. How many bloods you had in your house? How many Latin kings you had in your house? How many motorcycle gangs? You're making posses, okay? We had that listed in every house where we know what the breakdown was. And we let, I mean, I let no one claim no house. That house belonged to us. You know, I told my officers. They, they know, they, most of my officers was the best officers I ever worked with. There's a story going around that, uh, I don't know if it happened on Rikers, but like, Somebody grandmother got cut on the visiting floor. Somebody girl got cut. Do you remember those type of stories yes, happening? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Because I'm getting ready to go and see the guy his his grandmother got cut. I I I. from LA. What's your name? Ashley Wallace. Why are you walking away, damn? I mean, what you got to offer? I you ain't like, perfect though. You work it. Yeah, oh, smoking okay. my number in your phone? Yeah. I guess. Hold up. I said I'll pay my stuff in your past. Yeah, you already got girls' numbers. Damn, nah. I ain't got nobody know my phone. Damn, trippy. Do you do this often? Nah, I don't do this often. I just oh, seen you. Nah. I'm like, damn, she fine as hell. Let me go talk to her real quick. Okay, here you go. Damn, Snowflake, you so sexy to me. What? Sexy to me. What I give a damn who your ex be. Huh? I'll be fine if you just speed. What, what's your name, beautiful? Tiff. Tiffany. Yeah. My name, Hilbert. Nice to meet you. 
Can I get your phone number? opportunity for the teaching to kick in. Now, if I didn't have no teaching inside of me, I wouldn't have been able to pull from any teaching. Uh, the regular attributes of a man would have came forth. You know what I'm saying? He would have got angry. He want to do something. He want to go take his bride back or whatever. So that natural inclination of a man would have kicked in if there was no teaching that that was beneath the man ultimately. So because my dad kept teaching me certain things, and I told you guys before, uh, when I was growing up, my dad made manhood so big that when he would say to me, Andre, uh, that, that stuff that you're doing is unmanly. That was the end of the world to me because there was nothing in my life that he made bigger than being a man, right? So I'm thinking inside of me, if I act any way outside of this teaching in me, then indeed I'm going to be less of a man. Right? So I didn't. I eventually got her back. Uh, the bottom one, the other girl who really didn't want to be there anyway, uh, left him and went with somebody else too. I'm saying I've seen a lot of dudes in this situation. And let's, let's break it down. Let's talk about it. This is what separates the man from the male. When you're in this high crisis situation, this is one of the worst. Be nice, you know, for two minutes. <laughs> but anyway, man, make sure you hit the like button. If you ain't hit the like button, make sure you subscribe to the channel. You know what I mean? If you ain't subscribed, I want to appreciate Jesse. Um, Dion, thank you, baby. I got all your uh, cash apps. You know what I mean? Um... Man, I forgot this guy's uh, last name. Um, I know your I know your first name is Carlos. But it was a last name uh, that came with it. I would have to go. Hold on. I would have to go in, man. I appreciate every PayPal, every cash out. You know what I mean. All the consultations. You know what I mean. You guys are being a blessing, man. You know what I mean. Thank you. I don't care if it's a it's a dollar, man. You know what I mean? You know, a whole bunch of ones is better than a whole bunch of nuns. You know what I mean? I'm appreciative, you know? It is what it is. But, damn, did I erase this shit? No, it's in the thing. Hold on. I just got to go to the PayPal. You know what I mean? Cashmere Dreams. Appreciate the 50. Good looking on that. Thank you. Hold on. Damn, man, it's the simplest shit. Carlos Carlos Williams. Man, I appreciate, man, the 2020 twin, man. Good looking. I appreciate that. Thank you. You know what I mean? Damn, see. Blowjob. You know, and this is what he's doing. Because this, this is a powerful lad. And the other thing is, 
as a prison officer, you're told to restrain, taught to restrain people. Yeah. You know, arm locks and things like this. It's physicality. You are not restraining that lad. Yeah. You know, there's very few prison officers in the service, other than maybe the nationals. The nationals are sort of the elite of the prison service, mm -hmm. and they live for restraints and riots and things like that. Mm. They're especially trained. Mm. So, you know, he, he just ragged people about. In the end, you know, the governor's like pleading with him, you know, what's his, he just said, look, ask me to move. Yeah. And I'll move. So that's what happened. Bloody hell. Basically, the, the staff come out of the cell, got his kit and he moved into the special cell. Yeah. Right, a special cell. I don't know when he had these in America. I've seen solitary and the shoe and that in America, and they're pretty basic. Special cell, you might have one or two in prison located in the segregation unit. It's a bare cell. There's no toilet. Mm -hmm. Get a wooden plinth, maybe six foot by three foot, two inch off the floor. It's just a concrete cell. Uh, most of them have a hatch in the door mm -hmm. so you can pass things in and out. Yeah. And what they do have, usually, is a staircase at the side and they have observation points. Okay. You have to have governor's permission now. It used to be more regularly lose, but now you definitely need governor's permission um, to put people in these special... Oh, I never would have guessed that you were that old. And he was like, yeah, I look good for my age. Um, I asked him if he was from Atlanta. He was like, no. So, yeah. So, it depends. I met him in the club. Met the... First guy that take off's brother at work. So it all depends like where you're gonna meet people, the type of vibe you're in, the type of environment you're in. The club that I was at was really low key. It wasn't like a club club, it was more of a lounge. So when he approached me, he was just in jeans and t-shirt. I never would have guessed that he was all that. And I don't judge a book by its cover. Like if I vibe with you, I vibe with you. But it just never went anywhere. It was more of a, a friend type of thing. And yeah, there are a lot of creeps in Atlanta as well. I remember one guy had hit me up on Instagram and he was a basketball player. Again, I'm not gonna say his name. He's a basketball player. And I asked him how he came across my Instagram because I just thought it was weird. It was just out the blue, out of nowhere. And he said the Explore page. So I was like, okay. And he was like, you know, I'm gonna take you shopping. I want to do this and that, the third. And I was like, well, I'm really not looking for all that. But if you like want to go out and get hookah or whatever, that's cool. But you don't need to take The money is not worth it. And I had to learn that over time. Also, make sure that you check out my Sugar Baby playlist. I have a whole playlist of videos for sugar babies so they can watch and learn things. I talk about scams. I talk about how to get a sugar daddy, sugar baby Q&A. I have all of that. So make sure that you check that out. Something else I wanted to mention is about my video where I talk about my niche change and me wanting to stay away from the sugar baby videos. So I got some hate comments. I got some good comments. But all in all, I have a whole sugar baby playlist. If you... I feel like I've done enough. One thing I did not want to do 
and I wanted to mention this to you all. I'm not going to keep uploading sugar baby videos and try to say things 10 different ways to try to make money from y'all. If you get what I'm saying. I'm going to share everything I know. And once I run out of ideas, which who knows when that'll be, I'll let y'all know when the last video is uploaded. But whenever that time comes where I give everything that I know, I'm not going to keep trying to force sugar baby content. If I find out some new information after I stop about the sugar baby industry, I will let y'all know. But I'm not going to be consistent with that. I have so many other videos that I would love for you all to check out when you get a chance. But at the same time, I'm doing this not only for me, but for you all as well, because it's a lot of sugar baby videos out there. There's of course, we the minority in there, you know, but even though we the minority, we strong. That's how it usually was in L.A. County. It's, it's totally different now. And I'm going to tell you how But back then, even though we was the minority, a lot of times we was feared because they knew we was going to be a problem if they ever tried something with us. So, um, we get into a situation, right? Like I said, the dude from 30s, he was the Mac rep. But when he left, he did what's called pass the keys on to me. And I was only, I was only 22 years old at the time. You know what I mean? So, just imagine, you got to, because the, the, the dude from 30s, he was an older cat. He was probably like, in his mid thirties, you know what I mean? And so, and he had a lot of respect in there. But when he left, he passed the keys to me. So now I'm the Mac rep for the blacks, right? And I'm only 22 years old. You got all kind of OGs in there mad and hating on me because they feel like they should be the Mac rep because they older and they gang banging and all that type of shit. And I'm what's called a non-affiliate. Non-affiliate is somebody that's not gang banging somebody that ain't got no gang ties so i'm a non-affiliate but at the same time i represent for the lbc car because long beat whoa so i really kept myself motivated far as what's going on in this jailhouse man it could be a whole fucking okay corral i don't give a fuck long as you don't step on my shoes you heard me i'm gucci you know big dog shit ask yourself what can a woman give you that makes you feel as good as these things do long term so you could create a uh, uh, you can create a great body in the gym and enjoy that for the rest of your life. You can maintain that for the rest of your life. You don't have to keep going in rebuilding that body over and over. Once you build it, it's easy to maintain it. Man, let me tell you something. When I get down to nine, ten percent, I try I try not to go no lower than ten though. Honestly, when I get around nine percent and eat back up to like eleven, man, I be super lean. Man, I do like twenty five crunches a day, man. Cause my diet don't change. I don't just go back to eating all crazy. I, I get, I, 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 bulk, I, bulk, I do. I won't say bulk, but I, I, uh, I carve up back up to about eleven or twelve percent, and then I be lean, and then I just start dieting to maintain. I start eating to maintain twelve percent, and at that point, the work is a lot less to get lean. You gotta work your ass off. But once you get lean, man, I be maintaining all I do when I'm lean. Literally, is push ups. Pull-ups and chin-ups, which there's a difference. Pull-ups, chin-ups, and uh, I do uh, modified deads or Romanian deads and rep pulls. That's, that's all I do to maintain, man. And I do bodyweight squats every morning. I mean, first thing I hit the floor, man, I do 100 bodyweight squats. 
And you can say, by the way, squad saying then do a hundred on. Bitch on her Keisha Cole. I should have had, I should have chose up. Not I should have cheated, but she feeling like she should have chose up with somebody. That's right, girl. I've been in that position. You know, I I feel I've been misused too. These niggas ain't shit. We got the worst type of niggas out today. Seriously, let me just get just outside of the pimping. We got the worst type of niggas in this era, man. When that nigga Fabulous, and I'm not saying what he did was right or wrong, but when Fabulous had that situation with his bitch, it was more niggas in the comment section talking about, oh my God, he ain't no man. He ain't no man. Oh my God, if I see Fabulous, I'm beating his ass, man. Oh man, what type of man is this? All these old Dyson Campbell ass niggas ready to catch a grenade for a bitch that don't even know you, don't even like you. What are you doing? You know what I mean? Can I, can, oh, I wear the tan, I'll take a tampon too, ass niggas. We are in the worst generation when it comes, this is the worst time, you know, for, for men. It's like not even too long ago, 50 Cent posted, and you can go see it for yourself. 50 Cent made a post and he said, man, I didn't know Bobby Brown had kicked Janet out the room butt-ass naked. He said, damn. He said, man. Good results off of secret benefits. There is a lot of scammers on a lot. Scammers everywhere. Scammers in real life. Scammers online. And there's scammers everywhere. We can't avoid them. But we're, they can't avoid the finessers either. We're here. So um, that's that. Um, the next site that I will say, and this is my baby, and I don't want y'all going on there. This is my baby. Number two is OkCupid. OkCupid is like, it's like my heart. Okay. Um, and I don't even know, did I even do the list right? Whatever. Okay. So we got. Seeking arrangement, tender gold, secret benefits. Okay. Okay, Cupid. When I tell y'all, okay, Cupid is a gold mine, you better believe it when I say that some of these men are stuck in the house. They're, they're 70, 80 years old. Some of them aren't mobile. Some of them are lonely and they need us. Um... If you want bio help on what to put in your profile, you know, to allude that you're a, sugar, a, a cyber sugar baby or not even a cyber sugar baby, but to allude that you only want an online relationship, then go to my Patreon. But, um, yes. Okay, Cupid. And that's really all I'm going to say about Okay, Cupid. That is my baby. I have a whole breakdown of Okay, Cupid. I have profiles that I know are potential sugar daddies that I post on Patreon so y'all can see. Um, but again, this video is just really listing the, listing the- 100%, but if she really, really, really liking you, somewhere near 50% got to be, you know, you know, if she ain't tripping on money cause she already was banked up, over 50% would have to be, you know, what would make me feel comfortable. But my point, to see if you look at money, you can be bought. Because, bro, think about this, and be honest, 
if you caught this bad Oriental bitch, she making fifty five hundred a month, and she telling you just come over and fuck me, talk to me, I'll give you a thousand dollars a week. You would think you came up. Tell the truth. I would, I would, but it it wouldn't take me long to figure out I'm being bought. I mean that that's that's easy. That's a that's an easy situation. Hey, hey call her, but yeah, call, her call her, yeah. call her, call her. I don't want to say you lying, but let me prove to you how you are. All right. Let's say you you meet this woman, and let's say she start breaking you off, and let's say two three weeks in, you see that. Well, she's breaking me off, you know, but she, you know, do expect me to, like, come over when she call, you know. What I'm saying is, let's say it ain't a big deal. You just notice this. What are you supposed to do? At that point, I'll have to put a monkey rule. I see. Now, when you actually do go to prison, uh, you said it was a level five? They sent me to a maximum security prison out of trouble, like, I wasn't even supposed to be there, like, but it was it. But the shit's so crazy. Like, a couple of my, my couple of my close partners, like, they got like life sentences, like, a lot of time, like, two hundred years type shit. I ended up in the same prison they was in, like, and two of my real cousins, like, same last name, same everything. They both got like two life sentences, and one of my other little buddies from the hood. So, it ain't turned out bad. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's all bad because you're in prison, but they happened to put me somewhere with some of the bros. So, shit, Were they surprised to see you there? What? Like, everybody like, damn, you don't need to put, like, like, niggas didn't think I was going to be the one going, like, everybody already been going, going, like, I used to think, like, I ain't going, I ain't going, like, the bros, they do enough time for me and them, like, but. Being crazy, like, cautious, making little boy mistakes, shit, and in prison. Now, what was your first night in prison like? Man, I got into a fight the first night, like, like, some of the homies, like, like, some of the dudes who was in there, like, I did something wrong or something, what I wasn't supposed to do or whatever, so I'm sitting in my room. I, my first night in prison, I'm sitting in my room, I'm just chilling. Nigga come in my room, like, hey, put your boots on. I'm like, what? Nigga, like, put your boots on, meet me at the shower. I mean, meet us in the closet. I'm like, man, what the fuck? So I put my boots on, I put my boots on, like, 10 niggas. Press the bell icon on YouTube app and never miss another update. If Jean Jacques Dessalines, the first emperor of Haiti, found out that Tariq Nasheed was paying white people, flying them around on black people's money, putting them in expensive hotels, expensive flights, expensive restaurants, paying for their entertainment, he would smack the lip gloss off that bitch. Big Bird wouldn't have no more lip gloss left. He would need 10 gallons of Vaseline for them sweet ass lips if Emperor Dessaline ever found out that this is what he's doing in the name of the Haitian Revolution. The Haitian Revolution was about destroying white supremacy, not financing white supremacy. And he's letting white supremacy control the narrative of the black experience. He's letting white supremacy control the narrative of the black experience. Emperor Dessaline would smack the lip gloss off that bitch Tariq Nasheed if he ever knew that he's paying white folks to chronicle his story. Peace and love, family. This is Herpy Hotep, the woke walrus, 
aka Papa, aka the Prince of Potato Salad. And I'm letting you know that I'm raising money for a new school because people said that I was stealing the money for the school for boys. And the new school I'm raising money for, it's the Harriet Tubman. Watch this. Here's a man. <clears throat> Let me see if I can pull up his video. What's this guy? I'll pull up his video because <clears throat> he obviously gets more views when he talks about it. He's been talking about me for quite some time. <clears throat> I didn't even know. But if I knew, I still wouldn't have responded up until now. What's this guy's name? There you go. Brother Polite got the conscious community looking bad. Oh, really? Is that so? I got the community looking bad. Okay. Brother Polite got the community looking bad, y'all. Remember that. I got the community looking bad. I know he's a hitman. I know he got a lot of people's hearts in New York. So I know I'm treading on some thin waters. <clears throat> but Brother Polite got the community looking bad. So he, the one who labors for children in this community, I got the community looking bad. Listen to him. Well, I tell you what. Let me find your motherfucking son. Right? Let me find your son or your daughter. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me catch them. Hold on, hold on. I got the community looking bad. I got the community looking bad. I got the community looking bad. Brother Polite got the community looking bad. This man got the nerve to say, I got the community looking bad. Well, you see, I know he's sick, so I don't hate him. That, 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 that's, that's just, that's real messed up. So we, we do the promo shoot. Um, and, and, and then we like, it goes a couple of days. So a couple of days go by and, and at the, at the time when we went to Las Vegas, I sat down at the table with Ernestine and, um, and, uh, the camera guy, uh, I can't think of his name right now, Eugene. And, and I, I was open about just kind of like my past because I had a domestic violence uh, incident that I got arrested for uh, in 2016, 2017, mm -hmm. excuse me. So I had told them openly like, hey, I had came out of jail from domestic violence and like I basically, re, you know, rebuilt myself and I've done everything the right way. And and I was just being super honest with them because I, I, I believe in leading with transparency. So mm. um, apparently. Um, that conversation, she did either. She didn't know that. Uh, that, hey, that hey, hey, that's one question that came up three times. Did you end up booking her flight? No, no, I did. I, I did not book her flight. Just making sure. Yeah. So I did. I did not book her flight. But but basically, the conversation that I had with, with Ernestine about about me having domestic violence past, uh, she had basically felt like she had got red flags about me or whatever. So she expressed that to Jay. So basically, when we came back from uh, Vegas, Jay reaches out to me and, and, and he, uh, well, Ernestine reaches out to me and she told me. He talking on the phone with a bad little bitch over there. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, man, grab your seats, man. I know y'all done already grabbed your seats, but grab another seat because this one is good. This goes to show you what, what the ism don't do. 
put some more love in my body. Hold on, because I'm finna go in. Okay. Thank you, lowercase p. Jump in the car with me. We going to L.A. for All-Star Weekend NBA, right? While we're on the highway before we even make it to L.A., Danky got a bad bitch on his line. She over there, L.A. fucking with some nigga who she don't want to be with. You know what I mean? The nigga supposed to be like six or seven deep, but the bitch don't like the situation. She don't want to be over there, right? So, Dank like, yeah, man, you know, P., this is cool, man. I appreciate you taking me out here, man, because, you know, this is perfect. It's right on time because I got this bitch on my line, and she acting like she want to fuck with me, man. I say, yeah, that's what's up. That's perfect. So we get to L.A. We spot up and everything or whatever, and the bitch still on Danky's line, but uh, she telling Dank, like, yeah, um, you know, and Dank just believing this shit. You know what I mean? He believing all the whole site, but whatever. You know what I mean? The bitch over there like, yeah, you know, uh... You try to make, you know, excuses for that person doing well. You know what I'm saying? But that's that's part of the game. You know what I'm saying? And I know this because, you know, I would get money to, to relatively speaking, for my whole life. You know what I'm saying? I, I was a little dude. I had a car. When I was 15, I had a Max. And I always had rope chains and all this. And, you know, there was always people that hated that. You know what I mean? Always. And, you know, to a degree, when you do a lot of things at an early age, you get very confident. You know what I'm saying? Not to say cocky, but it's just you know that you've done things that no one else can. And and it's not that they can't. They just haven't tried. So you have an air of arrogance about you just because you've accomplished things consistently that people wish they could but just don't have enough guts to try so the arrogance comes from me saying you're a coward you know what i'm saying that people feel that don't tell me you want to do something but you're scared to do it it's like a dude saying you know, i wish i could punch this thing in his face and he keeps saying and saying it but when he's saying we don't do nothing you know if i say i'm gonna do something to somebody i think it has to be done unless i won't be able to live with myself you know that's the difference i asked him how important showing gratitude is towards balling out well, yeah, you definitely got to do that. I mean, you have to appreciate everything you got. You know, when you work for something and you get benefits and you reap, reap, reap the awards, you definitely can't, like, just act like it was a fluke or it was luck and not acknowledge the fact that hard work got you where you got to go because the minute you do that, you stop working hard, then it gets taken, care, taken from you. You know, and then also you got to always pay homage to the people that got you where you had to go. And you should always pay homage to, like, people you respect that have done the things you're, you're trying to do. Period. Scam, okay? That's all I got to say about that. I'm comfortable with using Cash App. Because let me tell you something about Cash App. If somebody send you the money, they're not getting it back. But I don't trust places like Square Cash. I said in my video I had a bad experience with them. Bimo blocked me. Um, Bimo, like, blocked me off of the same thing. Somebody saying they wanted their money back that they sent to me. And yeah, Venmo had did some things, but I, girl, I mean, they didn't get their money back because I don't play around like that. Like, no, I sent you a picture, $100, I need my money. Um, Google Pay, I heard Google Pay is good, never used it. PayPal, use it at your own discretion. Like I said, and I think I said in my videos, PayPal is cool, whatever. But I had bad experiences with PayPal. And then another people like, you can't use your fake name for um PayPal. Okay, well, figure it out. I, I mean, 
I, I can only give y'all the game and hope that y'all utilize it and do what y'all got to do and figure it out. Because if you can't use your fake name for PayPal, you have to use your real name. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't use PayPal, so I can't relate. This is what I use. I use Cash. And, and y'all see that says Nelly. That says Chanel9393. Guess what? My name is not Chanel. It's not Chanel. But Cash App lets you put your fake name. That's why I like Cash App. I'm rocking with Cash App. I'm staying here with Cash App. Cash App, Cash App, Cash App. I don't need nobody knowing my true identity. Okay? And honestly... You, we, we have to make up, sorry if I'm off topic, we have to make up, um, the, we have to make a bomb person. The majority of people in jail are black, so or a disproportionate yes. amount of blacks are in jail. So that means yeah, that was enough proof for you to say it's racist. So I'm saying 95% of people in jail are male. That is disproportionately male to female. Is that by your logic, because jail is sexist. No, that's that's just a deflective argument. So that's that's nothing but a deflection. It has nothing to do. It has nothing to do with the price. Doesn't mean it's it's, it's, a def, it's it's no answer. It's a deflective argument that has nothing to do with the price of tea in China. The reason why there's so many people, and even let's go to black women. More mm -hmm. black women in jail than white women, and there's more white women who are meth users and drug users there. Mm -hmm. So it always goes back to systematic white now, supremacy. There's also more black women in college and more black women in graduate school. Not than white women. Absolutely. Uh, well, I mean, obviously, there's more white women in the country, but percentage-wise, mm. black women are the most educated uh, people in the country. Mm. So, is that because education system is racist? So we're going we're going by the percentage thing. That's well, I'm, how I'm you about look at you know, you look at raw demographic. Numbers. No, you, you look, at, look raw at raw numbers. Okay, well, you look white, at raw numbers. White people are five times the population of black people. Clearly, there's going to be more than. And and if there's five times percent of the population, why are so many more black people in jail? And you're five times percent of the population I mean, we all also, these black men are in jail we could also look at the same statistic and say why are there so many uh, uh black but no 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 we killing? can also answer that question like okay what is your question the question is and methamphetamine has been around since 1887 by the way yeah. i'm not saying they haven't been around but the meth it's like saying crack yeah you could make so you said no you said, so is it the meth you epidemic said, or you said meth is a newer drug right the meth the epidemic, epidemic is, is a newer. new drug yeah there's an it, the meth that's it right there he got on an africa bambada shirt ain't that hassan campbell this is one of polite flunkies. Ain't that Hassan Campbell? Huh? Ain't that Hassan Campbell? Come on now, let's keep it moving. Look at this bitch. Look at this nigga. You see him? He's standing right behind Brother Polite Security with the Africa Bambada Zulu Nation shirt on Look. doing security for who? For Bambada. And that don't look like no little nigga to me. That don't look like no little boy. He's at the Kibbin on trial doing security right there for my brother Jonathan. Come on. But he raped you? So he raped you. You went back again. He raped you. You went back again. He raped you. You went back again. You went to jail. He held you down while you was in jail, sent you money, wrote you letters. You got out of jail. The nigga paid for your dog to go to the vet. You was sick. The nigga sent you some motherfucking herbs, okay? And then the nigga, then you did security for the nigga, okay? Damn! That sound like a boyfriend to me. If that nigga was a predator, nigga, you had the best predator you could have. That nigga raped you and took care of you. That nigga was a husband and a motherfucking... <laughs> where them nigga, where they make them predators at? A nigga just rape you and then pay your bills. <laughs> nigga just rape you and then take you to the mall. That's what niggas... Damn.
So this what we doing now? Nigga just rape you and then go get your nails done. That's what niggas doing? Uh, 99 and a half won't do. So because it's 99 and it don't say 100, I'm going to play a verse and a chorus of this and we can get to the game. in the sugaring group yesterday um one of my girls she you know we all make mistakes it's it's all good we live and we learn i'm not judging i get it you know but one of her sugar daddies conned her into giving money back to him and like she was just like listening to his problems he was talking about and he convinced her to do that and that wasn't beneficial to her whatsoever. And so we were just talking about it and she was saying how she was very naive and if she wasn't so naive, she wouldn't have you know, gotten, that in, gotten into that situation. So you don't wanna be naive, y'all. Like this is a finesse game. The best player. <laughs> that was a double knocking, man. <laughs> I was like, I was thinking, the girl just told me she loved me. You know what I'm saying? And that was like my first experience. And uh, that's going to see if you got a lining in your stomach. Yeah. Ooh, that was just detrimental, man. He said, uh, 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 Dre, wait a minute. Yeah. And uh, I got that blonde too. You ain't got to worry about her either. I'm like, oh my God. Ooh, that was just, you know, Manu, thank you for that 50. It was stinging. It was like, oh God, I was thinking about some times we had together and I was, like I said, she just told me she loved me. 
uh, I was like, oh, my God, you know. And I was thinking, Lord, boy, that was painful, man. That was painful, right? Because I cared for her, you know. And, and I mean, a lot of things go into it. First of all, the humiliation of it. You know what I'm saying? You're thinking about, you know, the ends dude's going to be getting. You know, what are you going to be doing with the girl that you care for? You know, all those things. And you hurt for real. You know what I'm saying? And uh, that was tough to me. But let me tell you something. Because I grew up underneath my father, and I understand some fundamentals of manhood, I knew what I could do, and I knew what I couldn't do. Even though it was painful, man. Let me tell you, it was painful. And even though it was humbling and humiliating that this dude had the opportunity are getting executed out here in the street. What does that so have to do with me to know being called a suspected white supremacist? That doesn't I give you permission. You that, Just because you've been through know something. Who's so, the white supremacist? Nobody's telling okay, us who the white I'm supremacist is. If I'm, if I'm born with terminal cancer, does that mean that I can do whatever I want Nobody's telling us who cancer? the white supremacists are. We're going to have to suspect somebody of being a white supremacist in a system so of a white supremacy. So I'm a of a dice game. So, so you, you're, you're not. So you're, not. So I'm you're, not calling so you you're basically stop and frisk with white supremacy. You believe in stop and frisk. We have to, as victims of white supremacy, we need to know who's a potential white supremacist. Who might you harm us. You sound a lot like the we, cops. We, we, we need to find out who's shooting people. So we're going to stop everybody. Cops. We're not killing cops with impunity. But we're not killing. We're shooting people we, in New we York. We just need to know who might victimize us. General, That's all generalizations are dangerous all across the board. Right. That's all I'm here in this conversation. Right. But real talk, I mean, you, you're doing stop and frisk with, with what, a suspected white supremacist. No. And, and it's the same thing. Now, suspected white supremacist, now that, it might be effective. Stop and frisk was very effective. Mm. I mean, and if and if you really want to look at who stop and frisk was targeting, which was Latinos and blacks, yeah. at there was a time, a six month period from like January to June in New York City where Latinos and blacks were responsible for 98% of of a gun, I mean, that, but that's nation. We we always suspect of something. We're always being suspected. No, no, no. I mean, if we walk in a store, you know, people are not suspected. Us up, not we, suspected. We're always suspected. They were ninety eight percent of, of the people who stuff. committed those crimes, right. right? So when they were only being targeted at eighty percent, the actual people who were being targeted too much were the Muslims, were the Asians, were the white people who didn't have anything to do with that gun crime in that period. Was it to want to jump on any, you know, body's bandwagon about any negativity involving that person. Like, for me, I was just like, if I can take positive messages from this man and apply that to my life or learn what I can from this man, that's what I'm going to do. But now, when it comes to the money, giving anything from yourself to somebody, investing anything from yourself into somebody else you definitely want to do some research you definitely need to have some background information about this person and that's a mistake that i made so for anybody watching this that's in support of brother polite like not even just on a on about the money like his whole character like please do your research the warning signs are there after you've done your research and you still decide to go get scammed that's on you <laughs> but you know if you're gang goofy i was gang goofy and i feel like an idiot like i'm even in a way a little embarrassed to even speak about this because i feel so stupid because 
my intuition was telling me otherwise and I still went along and got scammed. So I'm going to just start off from the beginning. I've been following Brother Polite and all his work and everything like that, watching his live streams for about nine months, I should say. Um, the same thing with Kevin Durant. Now, the Golden State Warriors, they don't look like they're going to start losing anytime soon, you know. Uh, but as soon as they do, Kevin Durant going to be up out of here. You know, if, if, which I don't see that happening, but let's just say hypothetically, Steph Curry was to leave, Clay Thompson leave, Draymond Green leave, uh, DeMarcus Cousins leave. If all these people leave, Kevin Durant ain't finna stay there. You know? That's why I respect the fuck out of uh, Russell Westbrook. Because Russell Westbrook is staying down with that team. You know? And there was a point in time that if I if I think I think if Kevin Durant for sure, if he would have stayed there, as well as James Harden, Kendrick Perkins, if they would have kept that same team, the motherfuckers would have had a ring by now. And they was doing so good. You know? They had they had the best chance of putting the Warriors out in the Western Conference. They had the best chance. But because this motherfucker ain't a real, you know, uh leader like that, Kevin Durant, he's not somebody that's gonna stay. A little Mimi Wiggler. <laughs> A mini wiggler. Um, no, I wanted to talk about this because I feel like, you know, when you go to the club, the purpose is for everybody to turn up and have a good time. Mm -hmm. Women are there for the men. The men are there for the women. The men are supposed to be providing the good time so the women loosen up and give up the coochie. That's how the game goes. That's how it goes. That's how the game goes. You're there to get the women drunk, get them loose so they can turn up and get girl, get me that bussy. All this time, I mean, what niggas be trying to do? Girl, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm fucking. So I seen a post of some nigga from Love and Hip Hop. He was talking about, uh, I'm tired of you bitches coming in the section. Y'all not. Y'all got to buy something. $25 wings, $60 hookah. Buy something. You hoes coming in the section and y'all not buying nothing. So if you want to just, if you want to go to the club with your niggas, just say that. Go hang out in the section with your niggas. If you like niggas, just say that. You know what I'm saying? I think that is so fucking weird. It is weird. Why are y'all stressing over if and honestly, if you don't want that to happen, just stay home. Why are you niggas always complaining about shit that y'all supposed to do as men? God damn. And complaining about bitches. I really be 
people are like niggas love they like they really love, love they partners. Like, like they want to have sex with us, bro. No, but they want to have sex with their partners at this point. You think so? You got like, to. Yeah. If you're complaining about a woman being in a section smoking hookah and looking getting drunk, fine. looking fine as fuck. If you complaining about that, when I would go. You know what I mean? And I would be at places like uh, 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 Old Town. You in Old Town, Scottsdale. She in Chicago, Milwaukee, you know, Minnesota. It's snow on the ground. It's 15 below zero. But when y'all FaceTiming, you know, she see you having a good ass time. Now she done went through your story. Now you at the Venetian. Now you kicking it at the Venetian. Now you sitting over there, you understand me, at other resorts that I ain't going to, I can't give all you niggas my spots. You know what I mean? But you just you just sitting over there, you know what I mean? When, when you called the bitch, she seen palm trees all in the back. You know what I mean? With you with a glass of water, some lemonade in your hand and things like that. Just laid back in the shade. You know what I'm saying? You know, like, and and I just know how women be, you know, when they work in a nine to five, like, damn, I wish I could, I wish I could come out there. Baby, you can come out here. Yeah, you know, I don't know, you know, listen, whenever you're ready to come out here and really live life, you know what I mean? Let me know. You know what I mean? And, and we're going to make that happen, man. You're going to get your things. You're going to get your little ticket. And you're going to come out here, man. And I'm going to pick you up either from that Greyhound or that airport. You know what I mean? From that Phoenix Harbor, man. You know what I mean? And we going to make it happen. You know what I mean? But you supposed to be out here. Then you show the bitch the water. All these omnipotent, omnipresent, creative guys in the West Coast of Africa was right there watching when the white man came down on you. When the when the Arabs came down on you. So whose fault is it that we in the predicament we in right now? When all of y'all believe that you, all of these guys over there in the West Coast of Africa, you said they believe in crazy creative guys. Now you want to point the finger at Yahoo. See, Houston we got a problem. And you want to explain to me why did they let y'all down? That was supposed to be you and your me and your debate, but you got way off topic. Hey, you see, seven thousand play chess. Now go ahead and answer that. Okay, you playing chess, right? Are you ready for this answer? Yeah, I'm ready for you, bro. I don't believe in no fucking god, so I ain't blaming no African god because I don't believe in a god either. I don't believe in no god, so. Because I don't believe in no God, what the hell is your issue, bro? If we received the Bible in light of slavery, we received the Bible in light of slavery. That don't mean your God even exists in the first damn place. I don't believe in that shit. That shit is trash. I don't believe, if, if an African told me about it, or a European told me about it, uh, 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 a crazed brother that think he a Hebrew Israelite tell me about it, in either event, I don't believe in none of their gods. So what, uh, do, you, what do you... Parading about okay. it. Excited about All right. It. Okay. Let me, let me tell you something because you have been on the record several times. Not oh, you wasn't done. My fault. Go ahead, brother. Go ahead. All, all that shit is trash. I don't believe in none of that. 
So I don't understand the point. Thank you for joining us. Sex trafficking is an issue we hear about often, but how bad is the problem in our community? It's not something you'll see in the streets in cities like Green Bay or Appleton, but it's definitely lurking online. The pimps who rope victims into sex trafficking prey on those who are vulnerable, like teenagers having problems with their families. Reporter Alexandra Burling shares what you need to know as a parent to keep your child protected. Alexandra? The average age of a sex trafficking victim is 12 to 14 years old. Now, the prefrontal cortex in our brains, which helps us out with making judgments and decisions, isn't fully developed until age 25. So it's much harder for a young girl to understand when she is being manipulated. And that's why experts say parents, teachers, and counselors play such a critical role in watching for the signs to protect a child from trafficking. Matt found me on Facebook. We would chat for hours at night. He was always the perfect gentleman and interested in finding out everything that was going on in my life. This film, entitled Innocent Sold, was produced in the Fox Cities and shows how easily a child or a teenager can be lured into sex trafficking. I start chatting with him online, you know, let him know I care. It can start off with problems at home. Oh, you're fighting with your parents. Oh, you're not having a good time at home. Well, meet me at the mall, meet me at the movies. I'll buy you, you know, the new pair of Jordans or I'll buy you a movie and then come back next week and then I'll buy you, get your hair done or something. And just like that, a young girl can be influenced by a pimp and the cycle begins. Human trafficking is, is about pimps manipulating young um, females, typically females, um, adults and teenagers. They want to gain the trust of that female, um, whether it be through purchases that they're doing or you know, that their boyfriend, girlfriend, quote unquote, because they want uh, to have something over that young girl's head to then force them to go out and make money for them. If your child is on social media, pimps will have an easier time trying to manipulate them because of how accessible accounts can be. A local girl says she was a target of sex trafficking. Honestly, I have been fished for trafficking multiple times and because my mom is such a strong woman and taught me what to do in instances like this, um, I made it through. The Sexual Assault Crisis Center in Appleton works with 15 school districts to teach 7th graders how to look for signs when someone is trying to lure them into danger. It seems safe because it's just a, a device, whether it's a tablet or a phone or a laptop of some sort, but that's the number one way that these young children are being recruited. That's why it's important to have access to your children's phones, and that includes having their passwords to unlock their phones, accounts to social media, and other websites. Even though the parents pay for the cell phone plan and paid for that cell phone, they cannot give the police consent to go into that phone. The Supreme Court has said the children have an expectation of privacy if the parents don't know the information to get in the phone and regularly search the phone to see what they're doing. So if, if a parent calls and says, hey, I think my 16-year-old is involved in something, here's her cell phone, I'm going to give you consent to search it. If I say, well, you don't have permission to because you're not constantly searching it or you don't know the passcode, I mean, parents freak out about that. But that's just the way the world works nowadays. While pimps mostly target children online, there are signs parents can look for. Is the student suddenly missing class? Are they skipping school? Are they going on trips that they had never gone on before, leaving town for days at a time? Also, do they have, have multiple cell phones? With Matt, we were talking about places to travel. 
And parents take note if your child is writing about problems at home onto their social media pages, pimps will try to take advantage of their distress. So there are people out there who are just looking for those vulnerable clues, those vulnerable words, and that's what they're going to glom onto. So again, it comes back to, okay, so if it is open to the public, be careful what you're saying. So again, that's a conversation that parents and teachers and counselors and trusted adults can have with kids. Be careful what you're saying on social media. If you want your photos to get passed around, you always got to show a little skin. The number one way to fight back against a predator is keeping an open line of communication with your child. Just having those casual conversations when you're in the car and you're driving someplace or, you know, you're doing something that you do as a family and those conversations come up, just being there and hearing it, listening for those key words. Sergeant Matt Wilson also told me that the Brown County Sheriff's Office arrested more than 50 buyers of sex, also known as Johns, last year. If you would like to learn more about the resources out there to help victims of sex trafficking, we have those listed in a story on our website at wearegreenbay.com. In the studio, Alexandra Burnley, Local 5 News. So everybody will come out. You know, <laughs> the people who coming out, they're really just thirsty to go to the club right hmm. Yeah, I really Yeah, sure. tripping it. It's going to be my turn when I'm going to be in there. Okay. They're going to know I'm there. Prison will be felt. Yeah. All right, so let's take it back with your story. East Atlanta native, right? The only one. Hmm. Still the only one in that motherfucker keeping me going. Yeah, I get to go post up in the hood every day. Just left the hood. Hmm. Still active. Has the east side changed much since when you were younger to now? Well, yeah, you know them. They got restaurants and bars and shit. When none of that when I was growing up there. Hmm. Um, you know, they like little fire point. Okay. You know, everybody, you know, different races and Different people down. Balls clunk all night to about three, four o'clock in the morning. We didn't never have that. Hmm. So really, I like it better than how it is. And yeah. They thugged out. Twelve sitting on the corner every day. They ain't, I ain't seen them when I be standing up there talking to my buddy. Now. Yeah. They're different. Yeah, they done a lot of uh, changes to Kirkwood as well, too. Yeah, Kirkwood was first. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, they, they really did Kirkwood first. Kirkwood was like the first place that everybody like went to. And it changed first. So Kirkwood been changed about five, six years. So about five, six years, probably about two, three years, we don't change. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Houses bigger, there ain't no little shack border. One finger knowledge ring, chilling. Falling asleep, I just left a female, I should have took a cab. Falling asleep, I just left this female up here. It's early in the morning, around maybe 12 or 1. And I see these young guys looking at me. And one of them happened to be Terrence Fights, money. They was looking at me, they was on the train. So, I ain't know who it was at that time, his name, I'll find out later. So I'm closing my eyes. Every time I open my eyes, the door open. I see them looking at me. So one particular stop, I forgot to open my eyes. My eyes were shut, and somebody grabbed my jet, and pow! Grabbed one of my joints and ran. I opened my eyes, because that's a natural reaction. Somebody yanked this shit, and I had a Cuban chain on too. Back then, hardly nobody was wearing, only a few. 
So as the train doors was about to close, I jumped up. Had my two hands like this holding it. See, I ain't know, I always been about this size. I never was a big dude, but I got a big heart. My heart is like the size of a ton. So now I'm holding the door. They running, it's about five of them. So I kept my eye on the one that I saw last leaving my, with my chain in his hand and my medallion. So the doors open. Pull my joint out, start running, chasing them. They split up. So, like I said, I ain't know the dude's name was Money at this time. Money runs into this building. And Marlboro Project, he ran into this building. So, when he ran into the building, I'm jumping the chain and the fence, chasing these little shorties and shit. Long to tell me where the address is at. If it's a salon or financial, you should know by the address at the top of your head. If it's like a regular business, like you're whack. Literally, literally getting mad now. <laughs> so we're gonna continue on with the video. I hope that you ran into. I'm not sure who it was, but I spoke to someone and this was the number. Did you have blonde hair? Don't say no, the person. Don't say I don't recall. Okay, so can I get the address? Like, are you guys barely opening? Are you brand new? I'll just, I'll just give it to you real quick. No, we have the office here. Take the address real quick. Okay, what's the address? Okay, she actually gives me the address. And obviously, I'm not going to put it out there as much as I would really want to. I'm not going to. But um, let me tell you guys this. I looked at the address up on Google. And let me tell you, it was, how do I say it? I don't know really how to say it, but it wasn't a business. It was like for sale. The thing was for sale. Like it was like a company, like, I don't know how to explain it, but it wasn't a, it wasn't. I got windows where you can see each other. Like if you right here in 9500, you could look across the, the uh, across the hall and see the window to the gay module. Cause, uh, Homosexuals can't walk the main line in LA County because they'll get they'll fuck around and get killed. So um, that's where they had the gay module on the 9,000 floor. We used to call them K K11s because that's what they called that module. So that's what the K11 module was. So they you know they got regular homosexuals, they got transsexuals in there with big ass titties, all type of shit, right? So one time. Um, I'm getting ready to go downstairs. I think I was going to the library or something like that. But you got to wait. You got to walk to this line. And before you go downstairs, you got to wait for the deputy to give you the okay. But I'm sitting there waiting. The deputy ain't even paying me no mind because it's a little, little Mexican transsexual right there. Deputy, a big-ass corn-fed white boy. And the deputy uh, sitting there flirting with the tranny. You know what I mean? Little petite Mexican boy. And uh, um, he got titties and shit. And the deputy sitting there like putting his Mac, he trying to really put his beard in. He putting his Mac hand down with the boy. He like, yeah, man, come on, man. Show me them titties, man. You said you was going to show me them titties. And the, and, the, and the tranny, you know, he playing hard to get. He like. Yeah, I, I have to stop dancing the way I dance at when we go to parties with the commission and everything else. <laughs> they can't see me sweat, they said. I uh, said, if I'm going to get promoted the way I'm dancing, I guess I won't get promoted.
And the other part I always got is, why do you always smile a lot, man? Why you be smiling all the time? You know what I'm saying? I'm an easy-going guy. I'm happy. What do you mean why I'm smiling? Oh, they think you a clown. They can think whatever they want. I'm getting things done. Okay, I smile all the time. I say good morning to everyone. To all inmates, I say good morning and to my officers. Some of the commissioners didn't like me. Oh, she don't like how you say good morning to all the inmates. You don't like that. You still don't like how you call all your officers soldiers. Because I call all my officers soldiers. I didn't see gender, I told them. Because that girl or that female came to work with her hair done and her nails done, and there's an alarm. You better mess up your hair and put that helmet on. You mm. better break those nails, which is only going to be a set, certain length anyway, to get done. Right. So I, I truly believe, I, I told him I never see gender. You're a soldier. So don't tell me that I should get this man to do something that you're supposed to do too, that you get equal pay for, mm. you know? And mm. some of the women had more guts than some of the men sometimes, you know? You can't judge who's going to have the guts. So you have no idea why people might, they don't like you? Or didn't, most didn't like of the you. people like me, the majority, I think. Okay. I think most of them like me. I still have a good rapport. All inmates I get to see in the street greet me with love. That's Take true. us to their restaurants, tell mm. us we can run up a tab, and I never run up a tab high. When they tell me we can parlay on their tab. This shit got down. These folks gonna give me this money. <laughs> shit finna go different. You know what I'm saying? But I've been spending my own money for years. I ain't no nigga. For years. Do you wish you would have started rapping earlier? Hell yeah. Medell tried to make me rap so fucking early in this shit, man. And I wish I would have just took what the lady said and ran with it. Hmm. But like I said, I was making more money like not being in the rap shit. But not knowing I was dumb as hell because I'm right there in the rap shit. If I'm gonna follow this shit, if I'm gonna be here and watch this shit and make all this money, I should have been in it. I watched what get in it. I watched when Nick and them came and got in it. Oh, yeah. French and them came and got in it. I'm watching this shit and I still didn't jump in it. Hmm. I, it took me from the had to realize, like, damn, bro, you tripping. Like, everything in front of you, you just ain't grabbing. And that was my problem was. I wasn't grabbing. I'm on the grab part now. <laughs> Go get the money now. Fuck all the bullshit. And I was just on some movie shit though. Fuck the rap shit, I'm gonna get on some movie shit. But it took for a nigga to come say, hey, let's crank this shit back up. Hmm. So I'm like, damn, okay. Hey, I'm gonna go to the radio. I'm gonna go do this. I'm gonna go do that. Damn, I get to be an artist. Instead of me trying to be the CEO, the artist, the manager, the fucking driver, the nigga, everything, trying to make this shit work. That's why I'm not, I'm not gonna call you one. I've heard somebody say you're gay. That right. Are you suspected homosexual? Well, you can't find a booty hole that I've had relations with, so that's easy. So you to can't disprove. find a person that I've had white supremacy towards. But the thing is, what have you done? To replace the system of white supremacy What have you done justice? to not fuck booty holes? I, st I put my dick in my pants. Well, I don't know that. <laughs> you don't well, have to. I pants. know it. Yeah, but I you know, know it. But I don't. You I haven't do. proved it to me. So you could you be fucking booty holes. I, I, I don't could, know. but I'm not. So First that's all, cool. I never said you fucked him. Maybe you got fucked. <laughs> I know my booty hole is closed, too. But we don't know but that. Think, I don't care if you it's, don't know that. That's why I said my suspected. My booty hole, no. You're suspected. We're not here to discuss.
discuss gay rights. We're not here to discuss gay Sons rights. Sauce is guys. really a lot on, on this dick and booty talk. <laughs> Absolutely. Welcome He's to White Boys. This is how white boys hang out, Tariq. Why do you think we're so emasculated? We talk about this. You thought he's one of these white guys? That's what I thought. I'm like, God damn. No, I'm the real fucking deal, baby. Asian dick. He's tried to suck his own dick before. He's right. Come on now. Who hasn't? How do we get to a solution? I feel like we No, no, but this is important. I don't want to get away from the suspected thing. I'm just saying, I could go through and find people saying things that you say you are suspected of, which I think are unfair. I would never put them out there. Even if I disagree with you on a million different things, and I've already said to you, and I mean this sincerely, I think you're incredibly talented. I mean this sincerely. I would never put those things out there because I haven't done the work. I have certain amount of integrity. I haven't done the work to find out if you but are the But the thing is, man, we, we live in a system where black people... One person from this neighborhood, and now everybody is against each other. You know what I mean? You got neighborhoods that used to get along with each other. Neighborhoods that used to be like this. They might as well have been damn near the same gang. But one person from over here kills one person from over there. And now they eternal enemies. Yeah, it's a fucked up cycle like missing bits say, on and on. Kansas City, Missouri is like Chicago on the cool, if not worse. Yeah, you go down to Kansas City too, I'm already knowing. to Pasadena on weekends in the Denver Lanes and Project Gangsters was totally different. Right, yeah. Do you see that? I got you, bud. I got you, man. But some kind of bras right there, man, they, I ain't going to say they scare me, but when they come back like that after they done talked that shit at first, I kind of don't even want to fuck with them no more because there's some crazy bras, man, and they going to waste my time, and I'm going to come to a point where I'll be like, man, I should have never fucked with you. I seen you was like that from the beginning. Nah, man. Nah, man. You wrong. When you find them kind, listen to this. Let's say we cowboys, and we out looking for horses. And these horses are out on the range. They wild. And you run up to this horse, and you get ready to throw the rope on that motherfucker, and that motherfucker hold his head down so you can put the rope on it. And then you jump up on that motherfucker, and that motherfucker mosey on along the way with you on his back. And I fucking uh, try to see this horse, 
And I throw the rope with this horse. He dodging. He jumping up, kicking his legs. I finally get the rope on this motherfucker. Then I try to get on his back. He bucking and all this damn shit. See, you got a pump. I got a horse. I got to be willing to break this horse or I need the pump. Because what I'm saying is when you have a bitch opening her mouth saying some slick-ass shit and you scared, then you don't need her because she's going to kick you off. You gonna, That's that wild horse that you can't ride. And to, and, and to finally get the, the, the building that you uh, ended up getting that are in disrepair and all of that, and, and I think it's the transparency that people are looking for. A lot of people are looking for you to be more transparent, and when they don't see this transparency, it makes them feel, you know, skeptical. Okay. Let so, me speak to some of that. Yes, please. Okay. Number one, I'm transparent with my donors. I'm transparent. Now I'm I'm being told that 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 there you know people say when your actual donors will ask certain no, sir, things that's they a lie. said that is you not will true. sometimes that is block not true. them and all this type of stuff. That story. is not true. Those are okay. not donors. Those are haters. My okay. donors have direct access to me. I talk to them. I know who they are. Most of them are repeat donors. My donors range everywhere from black professionals. I have lawyers. I have engineers. I have business owners all the way down to the retired great-grandma who's sending me $10 a month because she want to see this plan come to fruition. Haters don't donate. Donors don't hate. So my accountability is only to those who donate. I want to be very clear about that. It's only to those who donate. So people who ask random questions, they'll never get answers because you don't support this. Now, with that being said, let me also say this. The other question that you ask, which is often asked, is six 